I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. It's the Frank Skinner Absolute Podcast in arguably the hottest studio I've ever been in my life. It's it's tropical, isn't it? it it's is. like Q in here. It's, very, it's better now we've all got our clothes off. Yeah, we're doing a Bikram podcast <laughs> this week. It's sort of a Hawaiian type of... Uh, I is. feel like I wish I'd brought my ukulele and maybe we could have worn grass... Hi, welcome to podcast. Aloha. Yeah, that, and I could have gone surfing in the sweat that's pouring off us onto the floor. That would have been great. Salty surfing. My <laughs> favourite kind. Anyway, we can't, it's no good being here moaning about the heat. There might be people in Siberia listening to this. Mm. It's unlikely, I know. But um, So this week's show, um, Laura Solon was the guest. Oh, which she was, was lovely. It was exciting, though, wasn't it? Because uh, I'd never... Laura Solon is, is a kind of comedy actress character person. So I'd never heard of being Laura Solon before. And you always worry that all their comedy goes into their acting and, in fact, that they, you know that there's nothing... There's just a husk left. But she was brilliant and funny and, and very likeable indeed. Laura Solon, more than a husk. That can be next year's <laughs> she show. She can use that on her post, she can yeah. Do as herself. Yeah, I think that would be good. More than husk. <laughs> um, so that, that's it, and it's it's uh, that's the show. Isn't it? And we well, talked about things as well. We, we had lots about. of really good text in yeah. from everyone. We did, yeah. That, we solved some problems. I find that the the, the readers now I'm calling them the readers <laughs> because it's a text. Um, I'm finding that they they get every week. I become happier with with our catchment area. I think we're 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 attracting the right types. We're filtering out the chaff. That's right. So that's got rid of the chaff and the hoff. <laughs> Um, so anyway, um, here come the podcast. Absolute Radio. Welcome to the show on Absolute Radio. I am Frank Skinner, and I'm with Emily and Gareth, my dear friends and compatriot. And um, if you want to text us, I'm going to do this before we've asked you to text us anything. We're on eight, twelve, fifteen. Yeah, I just I like I like when it flows in. Do you know what I'm saying? So, um, what did you do then, Emma? Emily's makeup. Oh, oh, I was hoping she hadn't noticed that. <laughs> Emily just said three of the funniest things ever on British radio. Sadly, you've missed it now. Sadly, Sorry. you didn't hear them. So, um, can I just point out? I say this is Frank Skinner. I know. Actually, this is Doctor Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Why are you Doctor Frank Skinner? Because um, I, yesterday I got an honorary doctorate from Wolverhampton University. You? I know. I can now officially call myself Doctor Skinner. In oh, fact, I, I've already I've already published surgery hours. Can we just call you Doctor Frankenstein? <laughs> Sick. Well, I've certainly created a monster, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, Emily. So that's why you gave us all the examinations when we came in today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. The results of your smear test, Gareth, <laughs> will be next Saturday when I shall read them out on air, so fingers crossed. <laughs> it, was a, it was a very um, a very lovely day out. I met lots of nice students in mortarboards. You know, we all had the, the gear on. I wore a gown with, like, a sort of big beret with a tassel on That's what, if you're a doctor you don't wear a mortarboard you wear the big beret with a tassel oh, it wow. looked like it might flush the whole outfit if you pulled it but um, I, obviously I didn't try that and uh, my, my 17 year old uh, goddaughter was there and do you, they do a thing at the, at the beginning before you get your thing they, they read out your career basically that, it's like you see if it's called it was encomium is that the word Oh, I don't know. You're asking the wrong people here. Okay. Barely well, scrape the, a degree between us. Okay, well, that's the... Uh, how dare you? <laughs> uh, 
that's the phone in this morning. Is Enconium's right now? Um, so that they read out a thing about you, including they mention, and he has a radio show on Absolute Radio, which obviously I felt very proud oh. about. And then my goddaughter said to me after, oh, I didn't know you'd got a radio show. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah. And she said, oh, I'll listen to that. What time's it on? I said, 8 o'clock on Saturday morning. She went, <laughs> so I don't think there is an 8 o'clock in sat- on Saturday mornings if you're 17. I'd forgotten that. No, no. that's true. So and she so, won't be listening. So you're a doctor and a godfather. A doctor and a godfather, yeah. Wow. I'm just gathering titles. I'm gathering titles <laughs> in May. Well, it's not May, actually. <laughs> I don't know why I went into that slightly camp voice either, uh, but it's early. Mm. A Brummy godfather doesn't sound quite the same. Why and not? A goddaughter. Yeah, a right godfather. <laughs> I've got, she tried, do you have to sort out the stuff for her? Do you have what? to make people offers she can't? They can't refuse. Oh, I haven't. I haven't done that. Yeah. No. I'm, come on. I'm, I'm getting on the the brummy, the anti brummy. Yeah, I'm <laughs> calling it regionalism. That's oh, what I I'm think, calling no, it. I think the brummy Godfather. I think there's something in it. I think we could. We well, let's. Well, well, let's. Well, I'm happy to sit wait for you to find something <laughs> of a comedy nature. <laughs> Well, I feel like I'm getting the support it needs to fly. Well, OK, I'll try with it then. What's <laughs> 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 going on? I'm doing the back of it. <laughs> so I wait. Oh, what's this in my bed? <laughs> Ooh, it's an ossie's head. <laughs> Ooh, that'll be all right, sir, with a few onions. <laughs> all right, Godfather, I've got this problem right. Well, what is it, mate? <laughs> Terrible act. <laughs> Round our chip shop, they've put up the price of chips and no one can afford it anymore. Well, that's absolutely terrible. <laughs> well, what I'll do is I'll make you an omelette you can't refuse. <laughs> oh, God, I think we kind of got there in the end, you know what I'm saying? Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So did you watch Darren Brown um, expose how you can predict the uh, lottery? Yeah, but he didn't really, did he? Let's no, he, be honest. I, I, I don't want to um, cast aspersions because I, I don't work in a flower shop. <laughs> but um, I think he lied, didn't he, last night? He completely lied. Well, I am going thing. to cast an assertion. Oh, are you? And cast aspersions, isn't that that South African runner? <laughs> yeah, what you mean the one, the two, the two for one? That, that, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, two for the price of one you runner. Mean yes, him. Um, yeah, I just, it was totally made up because there's no way that that was mathematically possible for him to work that out. And that's in case you didn't see the program, he predicted night. all six absolute uh, absolute numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is not easy because there aren't any. He predicted all six um, lottery numbers, which yeah. is kind of. Impressive until you thought because he said he was going to tell us how he did it the next night, which obviously would be quite handy to know. Although, if everyone knew, it ruined the whole lottery. And, and I love Darren Brown, but the, I was, at the uh, end of the Royal Opera House. I felt let, I felt let down last night, I have did to you? be honest, Frank. Yeah, I felt let down well, by Darren. Yes, well, that's probably not the first time that's happened. But magicians do lie, don't they? That's part of what they do. Oh, I accept, I accept that, yeah. <laughs> but he does set himself up as someone who, who says, you know, I'm, I'm just a magician. And he did say he'd tell us how he did the trick. I could, I, I, I mean, I reckon I know how he did the trick, but I don't know if he could explain it on radio. Well, it's to do with cameras, isn't it? It's to do with a thing called a lock-off camera. So you mm. make half of the picture is live and the other half is recorded. So what you do, you record the balls just there in, in Iraq, and then, not in Iraq, obviously, because <laughs> and we've, we withdrew the balls from Iraq several weeks ago. <laughs> They're now in, now. And uh, 
So he, Darren's on one side of the screen live, and on the other side of the screen is is a recording of the balls. And while that's in, someone is changing the balls, but you can't see them because you're watching a recording. And then there's a click, 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 and suddenly it's all live. So the balls are live, but they've been changed by an assistant. That's how it's done. <laughs> but obviously, that's how Castor Semenya did it as well. I know. <laughs> lay off the Castor Semenya. We don't even know that. There's okay. been no verification of her results. Mm. In case you don't know about this, this is the South African runner who um, as, is one of the fastest women in the world. All men! <laughs> Not one of sure. the fastest women in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't know yet, but we're, there's been... Uh, there's, uh, why don't they ask Darren Brown? <laughs> I'm sure he can sort the whole thing out. Uh, let's, we should say that we do love Darren Brown. He's a friend oh, of the show. Yeah. Friend of the show! F-O-S! Cause yeah, because he's been on here. <laughs> and... Uh, we liked him, didn't we? He's good. Yeah, I love Darren Brown. I just feel a bit let down. Like a boyfriend who's maybe cheated on me a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit, though. <laughs> Nothing too just serious. Just a little cheat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind a little bit. <laughs> but one who said, I am cheating on you, but you have to work out how I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow night, I'll explain how I cheated on you. Now, that would have been a brilliant. I'd have watched that programme oh, yeah. happily. By the way, we had this idea that instead of people just phoning in for things, we're just going to ask people to, to send in questions for us, mm. which I thought I thought was quite a good idea. L- listen to this. <laughs> that's uh, that's the question time. <laughs> <laughs> so what we wanted to do is just send in any question you like, as long as it's not too insulting to any of us three or all of us. Okay, I've be got nice. Shall I do one? No, no, because no. we're going to play some music first. You got one already? Yeah. Are they the quickest people? I in love the world? this music question. It is fabulous, isn't it? Good. We should do it over that bed. Well, no, first of all, we've got to play some music. Absolute radio. Hey, listen, we've had um, a text in. I always listen. You don't have to give me that opener to attract my attention. I feel I have to make sure sometimes. Okay. by the way, if you do want to text us, it's on 8.12.15. Hi, Frank, Gareth and Emily. Great show. Did you realise Castor Semenya is an anagram of Yes, a Secret Man? And that's from Kareem and Tooting. Wow. That's the menu, as I say, is the woman with this, the, yes. who might be the man. Like, yes, a oh secret Oh, my God, that man. does, does it work? work. It does work. You don't think the whole thing... It's going to be Darren Brown, isn't it? He's going to say, <laughs> I actually invented Castor Semenya. <laughs> Sent her out there with uh, with both sets. I hope he doesn't show us how he did it. I wouldn't like that. No, no, that'd be horrible. <laughs> that, they'd have to bring in that German bloke in the hat that does the post-mortems. <laughs> and I find him sl- strangely unnerving. I, I don't know if I'm alone in that. Someone came up to me the other day with a book, by the way, and said, would you sign this book for my boyfriend? And it wasn't my book. Oh, it whose was, book was it? Well, it was the story of O, which apparently is an erotic classic. Was it Stephen Tompkinson's autobiography? Because he's your lucky-likey, apparently. <laughs> well, you say he's my lucky-likey, but only if I'd been repeatedly punched in the face. <gasps> um, if you're listening, Stephen, a um, bit early for you, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so I signed... It's all right to sign an erotic classic, do you think? Well, where, it depends where it ends up, whose hands it might end up it's in. It's just odd to sign. And another one, when I was at the match, when I was at Wembley on Wednesday, a woman, I was, get, I was buying a fish and chips from the uh, thing, and the woman said to me, oh, you look a lot better on television. Oh. Well, that's... That's not, no need for that, is there? <laughs> if I'd have said that's just like rude. That, if I'd have said that to the woman selling the chips, if I'd have said I can't imagine any context in which you look better than you look now, which is preposterous, <laughs> then she'd have been that have said, Oh, that nasty, starry Frank Skinner treats people like rubbish. But it's okay if, if you know. They would have said you were a modern-day Churchill, Frank, if you'd have said that. Would they? Yeah. That would have been lovely. Hey, someone's t- um, texted in as well. Have you seen this, Gareth? 
saying, you know, we ask people to ask quest- ask us questions. And someone said, why are women so miserable? That's not the kind of question we want. Or would you like to answer that? I think that's quite a good question. <laughs> OK. Frank and Gareth, over to you for some misogyny. No, well, why are women so miserable? Because they have to put up with men. Aye! 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 Men are the problems of, the cause of all problems. Men, yeah, men start wars, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Most of the street violence is, is men. Most violence, most unpleasant, most crime is men. Young men are completely ruining the world. Why don't we just imprison all young men? This is a, obviously something that, coming from an old man, would have certain fringe benefits. <laughs> but, um, yeah, young men are terrible. Women are much nicer. Most of my friends are women. And... Um, but, yes. are, but are men egged on in a Lady Macbeth sort of way by women... Oh, I see where you're coming from now. Yeah, so you think there's an evil woman behind every evil man saying, go on, go on. It's like me with you and Frank. I'm the evil woman behind you you two. There's an element. Mm. I I think evil would be uh, (laughs) over the top. Nasty is the word I I personally would have gone for. (laughs) Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We've been asking people... This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Gareth and Emily. Uh, I used to say Emily and Gareth. I don't need to read anything into that, Emily. It's just (laughs) that I I was just looking at Gareth at the time. Uh, And we're asking people to text us on 8.12.15 with just questions. That's all. We just, you know, we want to know what you want to know. That's what we want to know. Also, we've got Laura Solon in um, After the News is our guest who is a uh, Perrier-winning... Uh, oh, yeah, I saw comedian. her show in Edinburgh. I saw her show in Edinburgh as well. Did I you see her show, Gareth? No, oh, yeah, I didn't Don't do research, then. Just turn up. I didn't know she was coming on the show. No, that's it. Leave everything to the last minute. <laughs> Should have asked Darren Brett. So have we had any questions yet? Um, yes. Um, so, right at the start of the show, Stephen um, um, t- takes it in and said, I'm lying in bed listening to you all with a problem. It's a lovely day. I would love to go to the beach today. However, if I do, the wife will not be happy as we are about to move to a new house and have lots of decorating to do. Looking for an excuse not to do the decorating. Any suggestions? Well. Excuses not to decorate. Um, did he say they're moving house? Yes. Well, that's a fairly good yeah. excuse. Let the next people do it. Well, no, but that's, that's what my dad always does. Is I know if we're thinking of moving because he starts decorating... So it doesn't matter if you're living in it, but if you want to sell it, you decorate it so it looks nice. You see, I think nowadays uh, the swines can... Uh, that can stop you doing almost anything, the swine flu. Mm. What I b- believe they call in France, swinder flu. <laughs> swinder flu! Swinder flu! If you see the adverts in France, it's below the blokes going, swinder flu, swinder flu! <laughs> it's, and they, they have lots of people sneezing. It's, it's a very impressive campaign. Have you seen so you're it? saying use it as a use Harrison Ford. He's, he leads the singing. <laughs> Why did I say Harrison Ford? I just say a name and that, as if that was the first name on the top of my list of random names required for a surreal joke. So <laughs> I say joke. I mean, I don't. I'm, I'm not prepared to defend that uh, title. So you're saying he should say, "I've got swine flu. We should go to the beach." Well, you see, when he says, "I'd rather go to the beach," or the way, for, for all we know, he might live in Wolverhampton. In which case, going to the beach obviously involves quite a long journey. He lives in wife, Pembrokeshire. Does he? Yeah. Well, there you go. That's quite near the beach, isn't is it? it? I don't know. Oh, I don't know either. I was bluffing. I'm just guessing that it does. Excuses for not doing the decorating. What about if he said that he'd suddenly become colourblind? <laughs> that would be a possibility. Yeah. Or vertigo. 
because it usually involves ladders and things. Fear of walls? Fear of walls, I think, is pushing his wife's credibility to the very limit. <laughs> Fear of walls. Of course, he was so <laughs> frightened of walls, he had to go to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Fear of walls. What about fear of uh, lion's mate? Now, that, you see, is an ice cream company <laughs> that I think went out of business in the 60s. So some of our younger listeners, um, who aren't up anyway. So that's, that's, that's what, yeah, we've settled on fear of walls. Mate, what's he called, it's this guy? a great guy? excuse. What's he called? Abstephen. 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 Does he? Yeah. He's so, he loves that's Absolute like Radio so much, he calls <laughs> yeah. himself Abstephen. <laughs> or maybe it's Abs that used to be in... Um, which, which boy band was He was in five. Out? Yes. Mm. Hey, Gillian has texted in, cricketers are supposed to wear all white, but their socks are a grey-blue. Why? Um, well, the, they should I shouldn't. didn't know that. They, they're not necessarily um, grey-blue. I think they just, they just turn out that way. They got, they got dyed in the wash. They were white. Someone put one of those blue hats in. Yeah, when they washed the protective helmet. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. I think they wear all white because somebody asked Michael Barrymore what colour they should wear. And he said, all right. <laughs> and uh, there was a terrible mix-up, basically. But England now wear the white... They wear whiter kits than anyone else. They wear a sort of a day-glow, um, sort of ready... You know that sort of ready-brick glow? Can I say ready-brick? Yes, on, you can. On, I know this. I'm friends with Stuart Broad now. Get over oh, it. Oh, of course I forgot you were friends with yeah. Stuart Yeah, I Broad. didn't know who he was, but I watched that back on... Um, Isn't he amazing? He's very pretty. Yeah, I know. He's one of those men who's so pretty, you sort of think, he's pretty. Hmm. Absolute Radio. So we're asking people to uh, send in their questions um, on 8, 12, 15, just about anything. I just think it's, it's important to be continually questioning in one's life. For example, yeah. this is slightly Darren Brown related, but not really. Darren, not Darren. Oh, let's call the whole thing <laughs> Mr. So I, I, um, I'd like to know why more people do the lottery on rollover week. Than a normal week. Okay. Do people actually think oh, eight million? Not worth it, is it? <laughs> Be bothered with that. Next week, sixteen million. Yeah, I think, oh, I think I will have a go. Yeah, because that's <laughs> worth winning, isn't it? Sixteen million, eight million. I mean, the end of the day, what's the point? Because if more people go for it when there's more, it's better to go when it's a small amount, surely, because. See what I mean? Yeah, I see exactly you what see, you mean. My fear of the lottery, I wouldn't mind winning the money, but I wouldn't want to do the publicity because I want everyone to think it was my money. I wouldn't you want the would shame of having the won the lottery. Oh, yeah, no, because it's humiliating that I won it for the lottery. I'd rather people thought it was my... I just inherited it or something. Yeah, but that, you can't suddenly start smoking cigars <laughs> and people say, oh, you... You watch me, my friend. Well, yeah, actually, I couldn't get away with an inheritance. I can't imagine any of my family leaving much money. <laughs> <laughs> they might leave me some debts. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, Frank, there's another question. Um, this is from Will you Paula. you stop saying, hey, Frank? No. As if I'm... People think I'm nodding off here. Hey, Frank, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, God, sorry. <laughs> I'm just checking you're still alive. OK. Um, morning, guys. One of those would-you-rather questions for Frank. Frankie, mm. she's called you. Oh, I like Frankie. Oh, good, I thought you might shout at her. I'll tell you how much I like Frankie. Shall I? No, go on. Frankie. Often I don't. <laughs> Carry on. Would you rather see England win the World Cup or West Brom win the Premier League if they were in the Premier? Oh, that's really difficult. West Brom win the Premier League. <gasps> Without any question oh, whatsoever. No. Uh, you find, as much as I love England, yeah. anybody who loves the country 
more than the, their local football team are always people who aren't really proper football fans. They're Fair kind enough. of playing at it a bit. Um, I think that may, of course, a terrible controversy <laughs> which will bring the whole station down to its knees. Have you ever seen the station's knees? <laughs> I find them strangely scab-like. Oh, well. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. And Laura Solon has joined us in the studio. Good morning. Good morning, Laura. Is um, the Solon, that's your proper name, or is yes. it a fancy stage name? No, I like it. It's name. got a fabulous sort of sci-fi feel to it. A little bit, yeah. I've not thought of it that way before. Yeah. I, people always think it sounds French. Yeah, but you can imagine Emperor French Solon at yeah. the end. <laughs> Emperor Solon, you are ruining the whole galaxy! <laughs> what have you just thought? You've turned my thing off. Oh, Emma's pressed the button and I, I can't hear now. Emma, our producer, has just got a job working on Dave Gorman's new show and I think she might be trying to scop at this one. <laughs> That's just a theory. <gasps> so, um, it's lovely to... I've, you know, I've never... I, I don't think I've ever heard you speak as Laura Solon before, Laura Solon. Is it one? Yeah, I've kept my voice secret. <laughs> yeah, is it like yeah. Kate Moss? Who yeah, never, never... I'm exactly like Kate Moss. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I must say, now you come to mention yeah. it. No, so, on um, the radio a lot. Yeah, so you, um, I, I saw your show in Edinburgh. Did you? And as did Emily. Yes, I loved it. And uh, yes, we laughed That's a lot. Good, yeah. It was a f- uncomfortable silence. <laughs> yeah, if it wouldn't have been on. It would have been awful. We wouldn't yeah. have mentioned it. We wouldn't have. Met- we just said, <laughs> yeah. "What's the show about?" You'd have given me a private call and given me some career advice. And I uh, saw your show, and oh, I definitely wouldn't oh, have done no. that. <laughs> did you ever get any career advice from any experienced comedian types? Uh, no. No. I think there should be some kind of passing on of wisdom. Though. I agree with that. The only thing I ever remember is a, an older comic said to me when I was starting out, never leave your wallet in the dressing room. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's incredibly out. And you know, I never have from that day to this. <laughs> I reckon that was surely your manager, John, who said that. No, no. It was, like... it was, I was looking for someone to give me some really wor- some words of wisdom <laughs> about comedy, and, and, and that was that. So, um, I've got to be honest, Laura, I didn't really know you existed until you suddenly won the Perrier Award a I few didn't, years I ago. didn't really exist. You didn't exist? that point. So you are an alien? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Overlord. Yeah. <laughs> I changed that point. Yeah. Um, no, was that remiss of me? Um, no, well, no, because I wasn't really... I, I did um, sort of the sketch and character nights in London, which are, are quite small-scale. I wasn't a stand-up on, on the road. Yeah. So um, I hadn't done that much before I went to Edinburgh at that point. It was all a bit sudden and a bit a bit overwhelming for me, but it was it was very good. But it wasn't as if anyone saw that coming. So you're... Is it fair to say you're an overnight sensation? Um, no, I, I was a stealth comic. I came in through <laughs> like like under the radar. Um, not, I don't know. It was all a bit um, uh, surprising. We should year. say. I'm sure everyone knows that the Perrier Award is, is is like winning an Oscar for a stand-up comedian. Really, and did you win it, Frank? I did win it. It's funny. Yeah, you should I thought mention I that. thought you might have. <laughs> yeah, but which that's is why you think it's like winning <laughs> no, an Oscar. No, funny it's that, generally Laura. accepted. Are you trying to diminish an award won by our guest by now <laughs> suggesting it, 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 it's a commonplace? No. Oh well. I then. think Laura probably deserved it. Meaning, <laughs> <laughs> I beat Eddie Izzard, Lily Savage, and Jack Dee, not to mention Avner the Eccentric, who many of you won't remember, but. Um, <laughs> anyway, he existed. So, but Laura, it's quite a fabulous story you win in the uh, period, which I'm, I dare say you've had to tell a million times. But just, just for us. I, well, I, I went up there. I was supposed to be doing a show with someone else, and they pulled out. Uh, we hadn't written that show yet, and I uh, still had the slot, so I'd been doing characters on the circuit. So, uh, how close, how show. close to the festival was it when they pulled out of the show? Um, it was about May. 
Major, but Hannah had, we didn't have a show. Okay. So it wasn't as if there was this this great thing waiting to go. We just we hadn't really written anything, and then he couldn't go. He had a, a another job to do, and I'd been doing my characters on the circus. So I just put them, put chucked them together mm. in an order, and went up, and then and then I. It was in this back room of a pub venue down the road from the Pleasants. So it was just a perfect fringe story, really. Right. That you go up and do it in a sort of fringy venue. So it wasn't one of the big snazzy venues you no, were tucked away? No, it was It was one in a, in a... It was called the Holyrood Tavern Pub. It was down the road, the Pleasants. It's a kind of pub, you know, that has those, those regulars that drink in it, whatever is happening. Yes. So the festival goes on and there's a little theatre in that, but there's still the old man at the bar. And they didn't fix the loos for the festival and the ladies, which I thought was a nice touch from the yeah. barman. Yeah, really? Just, yeah. I'd rather we on the floor and win the perrier, <laughs> if that was the choice. I doubt if that was the choice. Was that would be, that'd be a ridiculous choice to have to make. Absolute Radio. OK, so we're with Laura Solon. She's our guest today. And, uh, Laura, you're, you're playing uh, in London soon. Yes, London's Soho Theatre. Yeah, which is a very nice theatre. It's a very nice theatre um, on Dean Street. It's a very nice theatre indeed. And I, I'm there from... from I'm just reading my when I'm there. Yeah, we The 6th of October till the 17th of October. OK. It's a yeah. good job. I should put that in your diary if yeah. I was you. Cause, I you haven't know. put it in yet. I, can't, I, don't, I, didn't, I had to ask Joe when it was on. Yeah. Joe, I should say, is the publicist yeah. who came yeah. along who followed... Who text, Goes with Laura yeah, everywhere, everywhere because you know, you know you win the Perrier Award, you get someone else to run your life. That's <laughs> one of the nice things it's about a media it. storm every day. So, what is one of the great passions in your life, Laura? Because I feel like I say, when I, I saw the Edinburgh show, it's really funny. Can I say I only got in? It was actually sold out, but I actually I played my Frank Skinner card. <laughs> is what I did. Did it work? Does it, it work in other situations? Uh, it, it doesn't always work. <laughs> I'll be honest, but it, it, it worked. It worked there. Yeah. And uh, and I got in, and it was it was very very funny indeed, and clever. And I came out of it thinking, uh, this woman is very clever, <laughs> right? Because normally you just laugh and you think they're funny, but I sense there was a bit more to it than that. Do you know what I mean? Well, well, yeah. Well, what do you mean? Well, I guess it's not it's it's not sort of anecdotes about my life. If you're doing characters, you have to write more of a. More of a script to it. You seem to be suggesting that stand-up comedy no, is a, it's a walk in the park, no, Laura. It's not. It's all, I think stand-up's <laughs> much harder than what I do. Oh come on, don't be so yeah. modest. I think it is because because you have to have a, a stage personality that that people like. Whereas if you're playing characters, you can just change it all the time. So, well, we, we should say that Laura plays. How many characters do you play? About eleven, no, right. ten. I don't know. Men, women, rabbits, yeah. all sorts of stuff. Actually, yeah. you don't actually. No, play I don't the play the rabbit. There's a there's a dead rabbit. There is, there is a dead Keep rabbit. Saying dead rabbit, I mean stuffed rabbit. It is dead. On the well, flight let's up, hope it was. It's dead. <laughs> on the flight up to Edinburgh, um, the stewardess, I had the, the rabbit in a bag underneath the seat, and she came up to me and said, you, "You're in the you know emergency exit. Can you put the overhead locker?" And I said, "No, I can't. I can't. There's a rabbit in it." And she looked at me and I went, "Oh, don't worry, it's dead." Then, <laughs> I wish you'd had it in yeah. a top hat. Yeah, <laughs> on a lead. Yeah, and then I realised it's stuffed. It is dead, but it's also stuffed. So it yeah. sounds it sounds horrid to say. Well, it's dead. no, as long as it happened in that order, <laughs> as long as you got the chronology right. I think it's. Well, are you allowed to take a rabbit? Because I'd have thought you could probably hijack a plane with no a, one. With the claws. I'm taking. No one stopped me. Went through. You know, several those security checks and but they always stop you and you think oh it's gonna be the rabbit and then they pull out something like deodorant or yeah or i had one where or they gun. Put, yeah or a gun <laughs> yeah they 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 never stopped me with the rabbit never asked any questions at all no well Which it's could be good a to know that anyone story, who's, yeah. uh, who's who's got a stuffed rabbit and thinking i'd like to go to the maldives <laughs> this weekend it's fine yeah you don't have to put it in the hold you can take it um hand luggage do, pe- do people think it's real because my brother's got a stuffed cat <laughs> 
and he leaves it around the house and it's absolutely terrifying because part of you goes that's a real animal yeah because I, I bought it from the shop on the Essex Road that has and I had a, a stuffed kitten and I thought that would be a really I know that shop sinister gift to that's someone. my kitten yeah. I put that kitten in there <laughs> yeah I stuffed it myself it was alright I like the fact that yeah. your brother's got a stuffed cat and it's absolutely terrifying because it, it looks like yeah. a real cat that suggests that a real cat would be absolutely terrifying is it in a, in a pose it's, um... Is it a lynx? <laughs> that would be terrifying, to be fair. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We are with Laura Solon here on Absolute Radio, and uh, Laura was just telling us about stuffed animals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's... Yeah, there's a shop in London where you can buy them. You can buy a, a, a full-size lion... A full-size lion. Yeah. It'd be odd if you could buy a yeah. stuff like scaled down <laughs> lion. How would you yeah. do that? A real, a real, a real lion stuffed, and I, I think I'm going to save up and buy it and put it in my tiny flat. How, how much would a lion uh, knock you back? I think it's thousands. That? Yeah, I should think so. Frank, you should yeah. buy three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be that's what a brilliant idea. That's what I'll do. I'll have three lions in my flat. Three lions in my flat. <laughs> no. I've got lots of money. <laughs> Well, I mean it. <laughs> no, he's lost oh, it all now. The shop would be pleased though, if I ordered three lines. <laughs> is the lion cooked or is it raw? Oh, God. Oh. Well, it's stuffed, you see. <laughs> see, had you said, will oh. they be doing a raw in trade, I, that would have been brilliant. Raw in trade but now you, you went for some sort of cooking it analogy. A bit surreal, I thought. Laura said that you could request, when you have the animal stuff, you can request a pose. Yeah. If you could take your dog in and say, I want it to look frenzied. <laughs> 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 or tranquil. Tranquil or frenzied. Could you have it juggling? Yeah. yeah. I think you could, well, you could have it probably doing any activity. On a motorbike, yeah. say. Yeah. Small motorbike. Could I have it changing the channel on the remote control? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a cat with little crossed legs. Yeah. I'd, like that. <laughs> I'd like a cat dressed as a priest. Like, when they did Lenin, it must have been like that. They must have said, "Well, how, well, how do you want him?" Yeah, yeah exactly. Dictatory or like yeah. free time, like, yeah. <laughs> going yeah. out, going Rampant out, Lenin or couchon, yeah. I believe is the heraldic title. That sounds absolutely. I've got a, I've got an impala on my uh, wall. Did, did you oh, buy God, it? You or did you kill it? I have. Yeah. Did you kill it? No. Uh, it was a gift. Well, it wasn't a gift. A friend of mine was leaving the country, and she said it was going to be all, all hell to get it through customs because she didn't have the paperwork. Apparently, if you want to take a stuffed animal into, um, it's not. It's not the full impala, by the way. It's just the head and shoulders. Do they have shoulders? That's that, that's this week's phone. <laughs> Do impalas have shoulders? Uh, Vlad the impala certainly did. What do they cry on otherwise? <laughs> No shoulders to cry. Yeah, and when, when they get when they get dumped, uh, um, what gets cold on an impala mm. if they have no shoulder? Yeah. So um, yes, yeah, so apparently, if you get to, if you take a stuffed animal into America, you have to um, show the paperwork of when it was killed and stuffed. I'm going to take my rabbit to America then. Do, do you have the paperwork? No. Well, th there's going to be trouble. Yeah, got to create a backstory to it. Well, that'll get it through customs. <laughs> Be great if you smuggled it through customs. As long as it's not over hundred milliliters, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> How much liquid? You can have hundred milliliters. No, but if you do what, what drug addicts do, if you smuggled the rabbit up your bottom, it would be a great moment in customs when they pulled it out. It would be like Paul Daniels. It'd be a great show. moment when you put it in, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How do you get it in there? Oh, it's magic. <laughs> can I just, magic yeah. and pain. You can just, I suppose it's no worse than pulling the hair out of your bottom. <laughs> 
So look, um, Laurie, you've dragged us down into the absolute gutter. The mire. Can, before you Rabbit go, can you jokes. can you plug your show one more time? <laughs> it's called Rabbit Face Story Soup, and it's at the Soho Theatre from the sixth of October to the seventeenth of October. Laura, it's been uh, joyous speaking to you, and uh, go and see the show because me and Emily have both seen it, and yeah, it's, it's very very funny. Thank we you. think you're a proper talent, Laura Sola. Oh, Thanks for you. coming on. Absolute Radio. Have we had any texts on 8.12.15 from our lovely listeners? Yes. Good. We've had... Um... No, well, I thought we... No, go on, carry on, let's hear them. <laughs> <laughs> I only wanted to know how many... No, um, go on. How many? Um, John Cummings from Scotland has said, Hi, Frank, Emily and Gareth. Two L's, Emily. No, that's wrong spelling. Never mind. I don't have a go at him. He's been nice enough to send up. I'm terribly sorry. Um, what's his name again? <laughs> you don't even know his name! <laughs> well, you didn't... I was, I, don't I was, can't pretend to be man of I the I was people. thrown by the Scotland thing. I didn't know our <laughs> scanners reached that far. So his flat was broken... What's his, his name? I've told you twice. John Cummings. Thank you, John. I'm sorry about that. Sorry about him, John. Um, Frank, my flat was broken into last weekend and amongst the things stolen were all my The Fall CD albums. Oh, my God. That's terrible. That is what should absolute... I do to console myself? Did they steal other stuff or they just came in and took The Fall albums? Of course they stole other stuff. They didn't well. come in just to steal Fall albums. Well, I, I can imagine, should I ever be reduced to burglary, I, that, I can imagine pulling that off as a bit of a job. <laughs> to me, that'd be quite a... That's terrible, though. I know, I really feel for him. What can we do about that? If there's anyone listening who um, bought a full album and didn't like it, I'm imagining there's quite a lot of those people, then uh, let's all send them in to me and I'll, we'll, we'll forward them to uh, John Cummings. Okay. Or listen to the show and eventually we will play every full album. Yeah, just tape it. <laughs> tape it. That's it. Uh, yeah, that's true. If you listen long enough, I think I will play every full track that's ever existed. Oh, I can't wait. That's brilliant. Did we have any questions we're going to ask for? Yeah. I don't know if you remember the questions element, just as a little reminder. <laughs> I don't think dancing is that good on radio, is it? Anyway, you can talk over this. I'm sort of lap dancing in the corner. Yeah. Um, Jane and Kent, what is the deal with businessmen wearing red socks? Is it some sort of secret society or is it just posh boys? Oh, I think it's Farrakhan's face. Man man in the (laughs) denim jacket over there. Uh, meaning? That was my question time thing. Oh, OK, Matt, I thought you were making, comparing it. I think the red (laughs) socks thing is kind of with the, it's like with the red braces thing as well. Mm. Because I think they think it makes them a bit wacky. And if you're a businessman, that's the height of the crazy maverick lifestyle is Red Sox. Oh, but that looks back in now. That Gordon Gecko Wall Street chic is coming back in. I hate to tell you. Michael Greco? No, Gordon Gecko from Wall Street. The Michael Gordon, Douglas character. Gordon, oh, that's Gordon Gecko. Yeah. I didn't know he was called Gordon Gecko. Oh, come on, get with is it. Is he known as the Lizard Man? <laughs> no. Gordon I, Gecko? <laughs> I think the Red Sox are to symbolise the blood of the poor and the oppressed on which they've built their wealth. That's absolutely fabulous. I don't think we can top that. There's only one thing that could possibly top that, and I'm just giving a moment now why um, John Cummings in uh, Scotland (laughs) presses record. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. And I play that one especially for my girlfriend, Kath, because we had an argument last night, so um, I put the phone down on her. That's what I did. Which is always bad. Why did you have a row? Well, because um, I couldn't find the keys to um, something, and I assumed that she'd taken them off with her, and um, I found them, and she hadn't. Basically, it was my fault. 
Okay, it's well, it's good fault. that you're admitting that. No, I put the keys. I put the keys in my own bag, and I blamed Kathy. You know, I didn't actually blame her, but I was suspicious. I was heavily suspicious it was her fault. And I actually put the phone down in rage. So I am now apologising, because I think sometimes we are just wrong. And the best way to deal with the people we love is to say, I'm sorry I was wrong, and I absolutely apologise, and I love you very much. Oh, that's OK, Frank. Apology accepted. I'm not you! <laughs> in your schoolgirl outfit. Can I say, for some reason, Emily's wearing a sort of 1920s schoolgirl outfit. I you don't understand it. fashion or style. It's, no, but I, under- it's I understand... essentially an Amish look. I understand the sex industry, <laughs> and I recognise that, that uniform. <laughs> we played Roxanne especially for you this morning. <laughs> I think it looks great. Gareth, I didn't say, I didn't say it didn't look great. I think in my Greg Berent voice, who came up, oh, yeah. You look adorable, baby. Yeah, like give me some of that, Emily Dean. Oh yeah, How you look real good. I think wasn't that uh, Jay? Was it Barry White? That sounded like <laughs> Barry White. So um, they've, they've published the most uh, popular names in uh, in the world. That's right. Do you know who came top of boys? Who? Jack. Jack who? Jack who? Jack, no, no, the name the Jack. Name Jack oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of Jacks about that. Ethan, Ethan, when it was number 15. I should say, we haven't just picked Ethan at random, that that is the name, the of, name um, of my son. Garrett's um, son. What was the top girl's name then? Um, Olivia, but who's number three? Do you know what number three is? Emily. Oh. You say are, oh, but that just doesn't, doesn't that mean it's a very common name? Yes, but I'm not as snobby as you. Well, I'm not, you know, but I'm just saying I, I'm not the sort of person to say I've got a common name, so I'm going to wear a 1920s schoolgirl <laughs> outfit to get attention. I mean, I did that once, but never again. Absolute Radio. Have we had anything else on 8, 12, 15 this morning? Well, as we move towards the culmination. We, well, that sounds very papal. Mm. Um, Jodie from Manchester says... Frank, what can you suggest to fix a broken heart? Broke up with my ex eight weeks ago and waking up Saturday morning is the absolute pits. Aww. Mm, of course, the truth is... Um, was it Jodie? Jodie from Manchester. Yeah, Jodie, the truth... Oh, Manchester, so much to answer for. Um, there is no real cure. I think it's it's important not to, to hunger for the cure, though. I think that um, you have to... Uh, uh, it's like a bereavement, the end of a relationship, and you have to have a period of mourning when... You just accept the fact that it's going to be bleak and it's going to be dark. But like all darkness, it gets very dark, and you think I'm not going to get, I'm not going to meet everyone else. And then there's like, you know, there's the, there's the first bird song starts, and you think, oh, hold on a minute, look out the window. There's a slight pinkening on the horizon, and the sun does come up again. And there is always somebody out there, just someone who can write in like that. Certainly has some sort of compassion, has a good heart. I sense that to talk about, to be open. The fact that someone is open and honest enough to say that, I think is good. And I think that a person like that, um, they emanate that kind of sensitivity to the rest of the world. And then another sensitive, caring person tunes in and someone else comes along. Unless Jody's about 80, in which case that's basically it. <laughs> nice. That could be a strapline for our show. The Frank's going to radio show, a period of mourning. <laughs> <laughs> A period of Saturday morning. Okay, we're done. Um, uh, thank you for listening. Um, um, uh, thank you, Emily and Gareth, for just for being with me. It's a pleasure. Um, coming to the light, and um, uh, and uh, Joe Russell is next here on Absolute Radio. And I, I think the word we're after is basically goodbye. But as I always like to end it, good day to you. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.